The Addiction Podcast, Point of No Return, sponsored by Narconon Ojai. Hello, everybody, and welcome to The Addiction Podcast, Point of No Return. My name is Joni Siegel. I'm the host for today's podcast. When a person is addicted to drugs and or alcohol, the myriad of choices of treatments can be overwhelming. Narconon Ojai is a proven residential treatment facility that addresses the physical, mental, and spiritual aspects of addiction with an evidence-based step-by-step program designed to free those trapped by addiction. For more information, call 1-866-231-5924. Today is episode number 181, and we're going to do something a little bit different today. We're going to talk to several people who are each one of them addressing a different aspect of the addiction epidemic. We're going to talk to Fabian Padro, who is the executive director of our sponsor, Narconon Ojai. We'll also be talking to Bobby Newman, who is a certified drug specialist and an interventionist. We will be talking to Julieta Santacostino, who is the president of Drug Free World Florida Chapter. And we will be talking to Dr. Richard Wallace, who is the medical director at Narconon Suncoast. Our other guest on today's roundtable is Ali Severino. We've had Ali on the podcast before. She is a former addict, but she is also one of the stars of the television series Dope Sick Nation. And she is currently using her time while she's going to college to help others handle the whole scene with addiction. Each one of these people bring a different expertise, if you will, in the area of addiction. And each one is doing something about the epidemic that we face today. Without further ado, let's have this roundtable on addiction. First of all, I want to thank all of you for being on the podcast today. I'm super excited to get everyone's perspective on the addiction epidemic. It's going to take all of us to solve it. So thank you for being willing to be part of it. Let's start with Ali Severino, one of my favorite people. Of course, I could say that probably about everybody that's on this podcast today. But Ali, tell us just a little bit of your background and what you bring to this fight that we have on our hands. Well, Joni, I'm so excited to be here today. You're one of my favorite people too. And, um, you know, I think it's really, really important just to, like we have such a great array of people on this podcast today, and we all, I think, have different, maybe similar experiences uh, with addiction. But for me, you know, I got addicted to drugs and alcohol when I was very young, Um, going through the foster care system and having a lot of trouble in my youth. By the time I was 17 years old, you know, I was facing 120 years in prison um, and I had, I was homeless. I was, uh, had a pretty serious um, opiate and crack addiction. And um, I really didn't know where my life was headed. You know, it was uh, scary, but I also didn't, uh, I didn't know that people recovered. (laughs) How silly that sounds, but when you don't know, you just don't know. And I didn't have an answer. I had a bunch of friends who um, were also struggling with addiction at the time. And we didn't 
have a solution for it back then. And back in 07, this wasn't really talked about like it is now. Um, thankfully, we have so many experts and so much knowledge on uh, opiates now and all these other things. But then, you know, our parents were not educated to hide their pills. You know, there were uh, rampant doctor shopping going on. So a lot has changed, which is great, but uh, the problem is still here and it's getting worse, right? So um, when I was 17 years old, like I said, I was facing all that time in prison and I had a judge who was amazing. And he basically gave me a second chance that I didn't even know that I wanted. And he sentenced me to six years probation, which I thought I would fail immediately, and uh, had me go to a six month to almost a year treatment program. Um, during that time, right, I had been kicked out of high school, so I have no GED, no driver's license, no driving permit, no place to live, uh, no, I, I had nothing, right, no bank account, no ID, no job, um, but slowly but surely, I got all those things, and uh, fast forward 12 years today, right, it's been like some time now, my life has changed so much, and now I'm able to help the exact same people that was like me when I was in their shoes, you know, I go back to my old neighborhoods regularly and I work with, you know, the kids that were just little babies when I lived there that are also struggling. Um, I go to schools and I speak to them and, um, you know, there's a lot of pressure when you're a young person, especially today, you know, yeah. maybe yeah. even some that I didn't really experience. Thank God Facebook wasn't really around. <laughs> Um, yeah so you know I'm so grateful to be able to do that my uh my recovery journey has brought me to you know have a tv show and a movie tell us a little bit about the tv show just a little bit so um you know my job and what I've done for many years now about 10 years is I've worked in outreach so you know I, I literally go out on our streets and to our you know you know, bad locations. And I try to talk to the drug users in that area and try to offer them help. And so basically I ended up with a TV show and it was just crazy how it all happened so fast, but it was so cool, you know, cause we were able to bring uh, so much education to this like audience that I had no idea if they would care or not, but they loved it so much. We were Viceland's number one TV show, you know, um, it's called Dope Sick Nation. And People loved seeing the real true side of addiction, right? Not just what we say it is and that these people are bad. Like these people are hurting, <laughs> they're in pain and they're not always sure how to feel better. And so uh, to be able to connect with them, to show people that, you know, just because someone is using drugs, they're not a bad person. Um, they're not criminal uh, for you know, having an addiction and they are treatable and help, you know, we can help them by being compassionate. And uh, so, yeah, that's been super cool. I think it's awesome because as you said, in 2007, there was not a lot of light being shed on the problem of addiction. And I think the programs like Dope Sick Nation have gone a, gone a long way to really, you know, making this problem very, very visible which it has to be, you know, it, 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 it cannot be hidden. As we've said many, many times, it's not just affecting the dirty homeless guy under the bridge. It is affecting mm -hmm. every walk of life, every religion, oh, every yeah. economic standing. And so I think that television programs like yours and what you're doing is really helping to shed the light. That's awesome. Thank you. <laughs> Mr. Newman, 
you have your own story to tell. Tell us a little bit about your story and what you're doing these days. Well, I grew up in a small town in southern Oklahoma uh, in the Bible Belt. And, um, you know, I always told, I can remember when I told my um, mother when I was like nine years old, I said, you know, they were talking to me about drugs. And if you, we had neighbors that LSD was a big thing back then. And um, some of our neighbor kids had got into it. And they said, you know, you don't have to worry. I, I told my mother, you don't have to worry about me. I'll never do drugs. Well, then obviously when I was, by the time I was a teenager and, and you know, alcohol seemed to be acceptable. It was, you know, kind of, uh, and my dad drank beer at the time and, you know, social gatherings, we'd go to rodeos and things like that. And people would drink beer and be, they would have big ice chests full of beer and they'd have pop in the same ice chest. And of course we'd sneak in there. And when I was, remember the first time I was like 11, I snuck a beer out instead of a, I'm going for a coat, but I grabbed a beer instead. And so, you know, just kind of led from there. I went from alcohol, then I started smoking marijuana. And then it got, when I went to college, I got in, introduced to amphetamine. And before it was all said and done, I was uh, heavily addicted to methamphetamine and had done all kinds of, you know, trafficking and, and uh, manufacturing. And, and it was just, it was just really bad. I ended up getting in a lot of trouble. I'd been arrested many, many times. And then by the time it went, you know, I was 35 years old and the, the year 2000, I'm, I'm looking in federal at federal prison. And that's what, that was the, basically, like you say, the point of no return uh, for me. And I had to do that or I was going to jail and uh, for a long time. And fortunately, my sister had found uh, uh, the Narconine program and I was able to go through that. And it was August 26th was uh, my 20 year anniversary for entering the program. So well done. Yeah. Yay. So I, since then I graduated the program and, uh, and I've became, I wanted to get involved with drug education and I wanted to talk to kids. I have my son who's now 28 was eight years old at the time. And he, um, uh, you know, there was a lot of information out there about drugs and addiction that, uh, we, you know, kids just don't know. And, and so I wanted to get in, into that. We started actually a drug education program, um, there. And then we went and that, program actually started reaching close to 50 to 60,000 kids a year. And then I went out to Hawaii and got to set up a drug education program out there. And we ended up, uh, you know, reaching uh, several tens of thousands out there um, over the course of a few years. So it was pretty exciting. And throughout all this, I've actually got into doing interventions and that's, which is what I do now. I was going to say, how did you get into interventions? How did that start? What was your first intervention? How did that come My about? My first intervention was going to get, I was in Oklahoma and they, they had a, a kid in New York in upstate New York that wanted to come to the treatment program in uh, Oklahoma. And so they sent me up there to get him out of a treatment program and, and bring him back to Oklahoma, which that was in 2002. So it wasn't too long after, I think it was in the beginning of March or so of 2002. That was my very first intervention. And then, but that uh, was more like an intervention on handling the rehab to let him go though. Right. I mean, cause he already true. wanted yeah, to do yeah. it. Okay. Exactly. That was a challenge. <laughs> that was actually an experience in itself because I had to go through the, you know, the challenges of that, <laughs> but uh, it still was very, uh, you know, then getting him from point A to point B and, uh, but I actually did when I was in Hawaii, there was a, the treatment programs on the mainland would call me and they'd say, hey, we've got a family that needs help with their loved one. And I started doing a lot of interventions out of Hawaii. So back to the mainland. And then in, once I, in 2017, I started out on my own. So. Any estimate on how many interventions you'd say you've done? 
Well, I th you know, several hundred, uh, well over two, I mean, I lost count, but it's well over <laughs> 200 that I've actually done personally. And then, uh, then I've been involved with hundreds of others throughout the years as through, through intake into, into the program right. as an admissions counselor and having, uh, we were running an outpatient program out in Hawaii for a while. And, and, um, so. That's yeah. awesome. And one of the things I would say to our listeners is, you may not, I was not aware when I first started doing this podcast that there even was such a thing as intervention, but more often than not, someone who's addicted is not going to jump up and raise their hand and say, Hey, I want to go to rehab. Hmm. Um, and so the fact that you have resources like Bobby and others, um, who can help with intervention, it's a resource for you. It's something we want you to keep in mind that there is such a thing as an interventionist, and that's exactly what he does, is get you or your loved one to agree to go into treatment. Now, you have a book. Tell us about your book. Show us I your book. I do have a book. It's called The Secrets to Successful Recovery, and this is uh, a book that I've compiled over the years uh, through other information that I've read. It talks about the barriers to overcoming addiction. Uh, there's the three major barriers, regardless of what treatment modality you use, um, that include cravings, depression, and guilt. It also talks about uh, drugs of abuse. It, it goes over, it's only 68 pages, so it's a pretty concise piece of information. Um, but I'm pretty proud of it simply because I'm able to incorporate my own, um, my own story into the book to, to, so it correlates and people can kind of identify with it and say, I, I get it. But when I go out to do interventions, you know, people will say, tell me, oh, I can do this on my own. And I always equate that to getting in the ring with Mike Tyson and not even knowing how to box, you know, it's kind of like, <laughs> good analogy. <laughs> <laughs> you might get a one in a 10 million shot, but you're probably going to get, you know, your butt kicked. But, uh, and I tell them about you know, the three barriers and they, they usually identify with that. They say, you're right. And I said, you know, the biggest part is even with 12 step programs, they ask for to go out and ask to make amends. And a lot of times people really do that and it's great. It's just that a lot of times the person doesn't understand how to forgive themselves. And that's where, you know, things that it's very important to be able to be able to do that and unload that emotional burden. But getting to the point of being, even being able to do that is, is there's a process and, and, you know, so there's a lot of things that this covers. It also talks, you know, it, it, I'm pretty, it's, it, you can find it on Amazon and, and I could go over all the points on it, but it's, it's uh, pretty action packed, I think. So <laughs> very informational. So. I think that's awesome. And that there again is a, a resource for people who are listening. You can find his book on Amazon. It's called Secrets to Successful Recovery. Yeah. I'm super excited. Thank you, Bobby. I'm super excited to have with us today. Um, Dr. Richard Wallace, and he is the medical director at Narconon Suncoast. Just tell, what does that involve, Dr. Wallace? Oh, boy. Um, it involves a lot. I, uh, I pretty much help uh, any, any uh, student going into the Narconon program. I'm the one who uh, does the initial um, medical evaluation just to make sure their body is, is okay and can handle the entire program. Uh, and sometimes do you, I'm sorry to cut you off, but sometimes do you encounter people who, who aren't physically able to do it? And if so, what do you do then? Uh, very rarely. Most, most people okay. can tolerate, tolerate the program without any issues. Um, obviously with, with drug use, you worry about damage to the person's uh, body as far as their heart's concerned, you know, especially their liver. A lot of people sometimes have done so much that they have, you know, actually damaged the liver to the point where 
um, uh, you know, it could be an issue for them to do that specific program. It doesn't happen very often, but that does, that can occur. So I just want to make sure that the guys who are going to do the program can actually, uh, can actually tolerate the program. Well, and, and with alcohol, you have to sometimes do a slightly different um, uh, start off, don't you? Uh, yes, some, sometimes. Um, I know, uh, I mean, from my, what I do specifically is um, I, I pretty much, uh, when I get the, um, uh, the, the students to come through the clinic, I just do a, a full assessment and make sure that um, their, their body is, um, is, is, is okay to handle, to handle whatever, you know, whatever they're going to be doing. Um, usually I go through their, their history to find out what drugs they're taking and, um, and then just um, see if there's any issues that would, would be, uh, that would, you know, make it where they could not do the program. But for the most part, um, I haven't really had any issues. I think I've had maybe one in the, in the about year I've been doing it with Narcanon now, I've had probably one, one student that I thought wouldn't be able to handle the program. So I think most of the, most of the students can get through the program without any problem. Well, that's good to know. Uh, Dr. Wallace, are you seeing any um, trend of any particular type of drug coming across your lines? Uh, it's interesting. I um, A little bit about my background. I um, actually uh, got into um, family medicine and then sports medicine, and I ended up opening an urgent care center uh, in Clearwater. And then um, I opened in, in 2012, and I didn't realize that urgent cares are a huge, uh, huge, um, uh, I guess, magnet for finding people who are looking for for drugs and so um, yeah for pain meds all day every day so they have you know they have certain drug databases that you can screen screen to see if the um if this if the patients have any addiction issues or whatnot and um i didn't realize how big of a problem it was with people doctor shopping and trying to find you know an easy way to get to get meds and so it's very common and um so i was pretty savvy on learning you know some of the signs and what, you know, just, just figuring out who, you know, without just using the, you know, the e-force and different things like that, just kind of figuring out what was going on. And, um, it got to the point where I made a policy in our clinic to just not, we don't refill, you know, uh, certain medications. We just put that in just to make it simple. Um, and then, uh, that I didn't realize how big of an issue it was. Like I, I still, we still get a, 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 you know, good number of patients coming in who are doctor shopping and, and looking for, um, I'm looking for some pain meds. Well, meds. well, well done you on not doing that because I'm sure that you could make more money if you would do that. Yeah, a lot of people do. A lot of people do, uh, you know, kind of succumb and play the game, and which to me just just doesn't help. And, and one of the things I, I did was um, seeing how much of a problem it was. I, um, I actually started looking out and 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 seeing how I could help. And uh, like I had I had a couple of patients that would. Um, would actually ask and say, hey, I, I need help. So it would happen every once in a while. I have a, a lot of my patients, you know, after their third or fourth visit with me, will have a, a level of rapport with them where they feel comfortable telling me that they have a problem. And then in a couple of years ago, I'd have patients ask me, you know, what can I do to get off of this stuff? And I didn't have any answers for them at the time. I was like, ah, and I, I would, you know, I was just Googling, you know, I would just randomly pick stuff I'd find off the internet and then I, I didn't like doing that. I wanted to actually be more in control, more more at cause over the scene, and um, and actually give them a resource that would be would be useful for them. And so I looked around and I found a couple um, rehab centers, um, and actually a couple of them approached me to see if I wanted to help and be a medical director. And then um, 
I, uh, one of the things I really liked about Narcanon was that um, their, uh, their, I guess you'd say re-enrollment rate was, was really good when I would talk to the directors. Um, they have a very good product and I noticed that a lot of the students that I would see uh, graduate from the program were just doing very well in life. I mean, you know, we have people here on the panel right now, um, but um, yeah, they, they were just doing very well and uh, I liked that and I wanted to help in any way that I could. So I just happened to have uh, Narcanon Suncoast uh, came on my lines and asked me uh, uh, a year ago if I wanted to help out. I, I jumped at the opportunity to try, and, to try and help these guys as well. That's awesome. That's really, really well done. Thank you so much for everything you do. You are listening to the Addiction Podcast, Point of No Return. For more information on the podcast or to reach out if you have a story you would like to share with us, go to our Facebook page by the same name, or you can email us at theaddictionpodcast at yahoo.com, or go to our website, theaddictionpodcast.com, or call us at 727-314-7080. And please remember to subscribe to our podcast wherever you listen to podcasts and give us a five-star review. For more information on our sponsor, Narcanon Ojai, visit their website at narcononohai.org. That's N-A-R-C-O-N-O-N-O-J-A-I.org. Or call 1-866-231-5924. That's 1-866-231-5924. Sometimes, the hardest thing about getting someone into recovery is getting them to agree to treatment. Bobby Newman, a certified drug counselor with 30 years' experience and an over 85% success rate as an interventionist, has created a series of 12 videos that you can use right now to learn every step to get your loved one to agree to treatment. Call 1-833-918-0008 today and say the word podcast to get a 10% discount. Or go to newmaninterventions.com and type in the word podcast for a 10% discount. This service comes with a free one-hour consultation with Bobby. Julieta, you bring the probably one of the most vital aspects, one of the most vital weapons we have in the war, if you will, on addiction. And tell us how you got involved with Drug Free World and what you do. Well, um, yeah, so I work in prevention. That is that I've been doing this now for almost 14 years. And I actually got involved because I grew up in the border of uh, Mexico and the U.S. So I definitely saw what drugs did, not just to the individual, but to the whole community, to a whole city, how it can just go down so fast. And also the normalization of drugs, because you'd go around and people were like, oh yeah, everybody knows, and this is like a common knowledge, this is normal. But then I realized this is not normal. Like I was a kid and I should not know about where the drug lords live and that, oh, now we can't cross because there was a drug bust or whatever it was. And now you can't go there because it's dangerous because of drugs. So when I realized that I was like talking to my friends, talking to people around me and I was saying, hey, do you know about this? And uh, the answer would be like, yeah, yeah, kind of like, but I didn't have the tools. So when I discovered, or actually when the foundation formed, that's when I found it, which was kind of uh, awesome. Um, the foundation for a drug-free world, it just had facts, what a drug is, how does it work, 
what are the short-term effects? What are the long-term effects? What is it really? It's not scared tactics. It is not sugar-coated. It is just what it is. So to me, this was something that I wanted to, this is exactly what I had been looking for. This is something that I thought if I had this, I could do something about it. And then I just started going at it and have been doing since. And I go to schools, I mentor kids, I teach teachers, police, um, community leaders, basically anybody that wants to do something about it, I can give them the tools and they can do, you know, they can do something about it. And that's what I love. And like you said, in the beginning of the podcast is um, it takes a lot, all of us working together. It's not just me going out in prevention, but prevention is extremely important because I I always say knowledge is power. If you have the actual facts, if you know what it is that you're dealing with, you can actually make a difference. You can change that decision. If you don't have all the tools, it's very easy. I mean, if you really look at the drug scene and the drug culture that we live in, it is something that looks like a really good solution, a really good idea until you actually look at what are the effects. Short-term, does it provide that, uh, you know, that high, that feeling of relief, but what does that come with it? So being able to put all that together and make sure that youth especially have the tools, but also parents, so they can talk to basically anybody, have the actual tools so they can make that decision. They can look at it and really evaluate for themselves and make that educated decision to stay away. So that's... uh, do you by any chance have a copy of one of the booklets you can pop up? Because if not, I'll put oh, yeah. it on the screen, but just show it. Truth well, about I, drugs. Well, I have the painkillers one right next to me. So it's, okay. uh, but there's a general one that kind of like looks like this. Right. So yes, you can and actually. A, and there's a documentary interview. Would we call that a documentary? I would. Yeah. 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 There's, there's actually different booklets on the most commonly abused drugs. So you have a, uh, 14 different booklets on the most commonly abused drugs. Each booklet comes with along has a documentary and a public service announcement. So it all kind of ties together. Right. And for our listeners, just so you know, all of the materials that Julietta showed us and the ones that she didn't show us, they're free. Um, There's no price that you can put on being able to educate kids on drugs. There should not be a price put on it. And so if you go to drugfreeworld.org, all of these materials are free. And there's my little commercial for that. And I've watched all of the documentaries. I've watched all of the public service announcements. The public service announcements are very hard-hitting and they're dramatized. The documentaries are unbelievably hard-hitting. I know Fabian, you, Bobby, and Allie, all of that is probably a little bit more real to you because you've seen it, Um, but it's very, very hard-hitting. If you want the truth about drugs and what they do to the body, um, definitely, definitely something you should check out. Julietta, thank you so much. My pleasure. Fabian, you're up. How did you end up being the executive director of Narconon Ojai and give us a brief overview of what that means? Yeah, I basically, obviously, I had family members uh, struggle and get on the line since at a very young age uh, with actually like psychotropic drugs. And then um, as I got, you know, became a business man myself, I, I had a, several consulting companies or counseling companies for self-improvement. And I would uh, work with business owners. And what I started to see when I was working with them on you know, self-improvement enhancement is that they had uh, drug addiction 
problems and they didn't really have real solutions. And I, I've always been in the line of business wanting to help, you know, business professionals do better and, and uh, eventually, you know, naturally went into Narconon, was recruited to uh, come to the Narconon Center here in Narconon, Ojai, which is the premier Narconon Center in the network. And uh, we basically are on 45 acres and have a 27,000 square foot facility where we help entrepreneurs and business leaders uh, get off of uh, drugs from a natural approach. And uh, so I've been doing this, uh, I've been the executive director here for about three and a half years, but a total of, you know, about 12, 12 years helping individuals with, you know, personal enhancement and getting off of drugs and, and been having a, a good time doing that. I, I really enjoy what I do. I really enjoy seeing the transformation process from when an individual comes into our program and to the point where they leave and just seeing uh, how much they've changed and how much we've been able to, to help them. And I just wanted to also say thank you to everybody that's on this particular uh, roundtable that we're doing. I think, uh, you know, Julietta really hit it on the head. You know, the key with everything is education and knowledge. And if you kind of look at everybody that's on this particular podcast episode with us, uh, everybody has plays a role in, in educating the addict or, you know, the family member from, you know, Allie having her show and documentary on Dope Sick Nation, you know, educating what, what, what that journey is like. And then now, you know, to her helping people with her hotline, the addiction hotline that she helps, uh, you know, getting a family member educated on the help that's available out there or just, you know, that there is somebody there that they can call and ask for help. And from, you know, Bobby having his personal experience and the importance of, you know, his book and educating the addict or the family on, you know, what addiction looks like and, and being a, a terminal to turn to and to ask for help or how to, you know, everybody comes in different shapes and forms and has their own story and how they make it to, you know, a treatment center. And Bobby is very implemental in helping the family and educating the family how to, how to do that properly so that you get the best result and, and you get the result, which is the person receiving the proper help and uh, down to, you know, Dr. Wallace having his office and being the medical director there at Suncoast, making sure that the person is educated on, you know, the drugs that they're taking, what's happening with their body, the effects that the drugs are happening, and then, you know, getting them ready for any type of treatment, you know, and, and making sure that they're educated in, on, on their body and moving forward and how it's progressing. And, and then obviously the key in all this before, anybody talks to any of these type of individuals, the key is having education like drug-free world, which is what Julietta is doing is, you know, talking to the youth and educating them um, before they start experimenting or, you know, looking for drugs and, and coming across drugs. And I mean, I think what we see in society right now is that those educations are being, you know, defunded in, in, in from schools. and. What's really interesting and great about what Julieta is doing is that the program's offered for free. She goes in and she's educating people how to how to run those programs so that it continues. You know, and that's something that's r really key in all of this is education. And uh, I think everybody here is doing a wonderful job doing that, and and we all kind of work together uh, to, to 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 accomplish that goal, which people are living a drug-free and happy life, and that's kind of the end product of what we're trying to do here at Narcanon Ojai. That's awesome. Awesome. Before I forget, Allie, you didn't mention your hotline. Thank you, Fabian, for bringing that up. Can you yeah. give that hotline number, Allie? 
you're muted, I think. I'm not a big Zoomer. That's okay. <laughs> That's okay. So uh, you can, we have two numbers. So I have a non-toll-free number. So it's 561-305-0183. And then I'll get you guys the 800 number. I know I didn't mention that. Thanks, baby. And I appreciate you. Yeah. <laughs> um, our toll free number is 844-377-8070. Awesome. Do that one one more time. Yeah. So the toll free number is 844 844- Three seven seven eight zero seven zero, and anyone can call that twenty four hours a day, seven days a week, and someone will answer, either myself or a couple other people, and we will talk to you for as long as we need to to help you find the resources you need, whether you have Medicaid, Medicare, no insurance, insurance, whatever your situation is, we will uh, get you the the resources that you need to. That's get awesome. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Allie. And Bobby, unmute your microphone because I'm going to put you on the spot. You okay. have an 800 number, too, that people can call. I would assume that if they just have questions, they can all, you'll just talk to people, even if you don't end up going and doing an intervention. I'm assuming that you are available for help at any time. Yeah, so I, I do. Um, I'm going to pull up. I have a number. It's uh, 866-989-4499 is my main number. I also have an 855 number that's listed on the podcast Uh and I'm going to pull that up in just a second, but, uh, and I appreciate you. Um, um, again, Fabian is the promoter. So he <laughs> actually reminded us that we need to <laughs> give these guys the resources. Uh, exactly. but yeah, it, it, you know, people can call and they ask questions and they have questions about how to help their loved one. You know, what do I do? You know, a lot of times people will call me and they'll say, I want to do an intervention. I'm like, okay, well, all right, that's great. And I get a little information and find out who, you know, what, who's involved and, you know, who's going to help this person. And do you have a treatment center lined up? And, and, you know, and they go, well, yeah, but I, I, I just need to do an intervention. I'm like, well, we need to have the things kind of done in order. And, and so we're putting, we're really starting the process of getting the person help from the very beginning. And the intervention is as much for the family as it is for the addict, because a lot of times they're contributing to the addiction, whether they know it or not or they're meaning to or not, they're actually contributing to the addiction. So, you know, one common thing is I find, and this is a long answer to your question, but um, uh, is the enabling is, uh, especially with older folks that are, you know, 75, 80 years old, and they have a single, you know, have a child living at home and they're, and they kind of putting up, you know, the person, or it's not a child, they're grown, they're adults, 40, 45 years old, living at home and drinking or doing drugs or whatever. And they, they're just continuing literally to do everything for this person, cook their meals, wash their clothes, you know, clean their room and just do everything. And they don't understand why they don't get better. Right. And, and it's really hard to get them to break that cycle. So I have to go in there and spend a lot of time with them. And, and we do a lot of that over the phone. I also have a intervention course. It's on my website that people can do. If, if let's say they can't afford a, a, an intervention and not only the fees for the intervention, but also the expenses that are incurred, Sometimes people don't have the, they can't, you know, they don't have the resources for that. So I have a very inexpensive course that they can do online. It's on my website at uh, Newman, Newman interventions.com, which is N E W M A N 
interventions.com and they it's so it's a it's a 12 uh, video it's it's about an hour and 50 minutes of video broken up into 12 segments that talks about all the components involved with doing an intervention awesome thank you so much bobby fabian back to you for a second um i just want to make sure that people also know that they can reach out to Narcanon Ojai, and you need to unmute your microphone. <laughs> they can reach out to Narcanon Ojai also with questions. And I think that's huge because I think so often um, people who have a loved one who's addicted, they don't know what to do. They don't know where to go. They don't know who to talk to. And we've already given them a resource with Ali's hotline, and we've given them another resource with Bobby's hotline. And there's also Narcanon Ojai that they can call. And the number that I give out for you, I know you have other numbers, but the Narcanon, the number I give out, 866-231-5924. And y'all will help. Yeah, we'll definitely help you. Uh, we have NarcononOjai.org. That's N-A-R-C-O-N-O-N-O-J-A-I.org. That's our website. You can see a video there and see pictures of our facility. We have a direct line as well, 805-798-8040. And we definitely have, you know, counselors and intake officers uh, available to speak with if you're looking for help, getting a loved one in, you know, whether they need an intervention. Uh, we also work with uh, Allie's group with their hotline. Uh, so any one of those individuals can help us. And obviously, you know, going to see Dr. Wallace if you're in Florida, whether it be for preventative care at uh, Bayside Urgent Care there in Clearwater, Florida, or, you know, getting Julietta to come to your school and speak, obviously reach out to her with Drug Free World. Those are all just preventative measures. Hopefully that works before they, they get to me. I'm kind of the last on the chain here. If all else fails, then we're, we're definitely here to help get the person back on their feet. And uh, you can find us at those contacts and website. That's awesome. And I will also say, um, Dr. Wallace is the medical director at Narconon Suncoast, narcononsuncoast.org. And Julietta, unmute your mic. <laughs> is there an 800 number for Drug Free World? I know there's a website. And before you say, I, I would imagine that, I know that when my boys were young, and they're grown now, but when they were young, I would not have known how to talk. I didn't know how to talk to them about drugs other than to say, they're bad. They can hurt your body. Don't do it. Mm -hmm. But the point with the truth, the truth about drugs to my mind is that it's factual information. It's not a moralistic view of don't do drugs because drugs are bad. Do you know Absolutely. what I mean? It's, it's yeah, huge. Yeah. 100%. And, yeah. and parents, she, it's not the drug free world materials are not just available for schools and educators and PTAs. It's true. Julietta might not come to your house in Wisconsin and talk to your kids about drugs. But the point is these materials are available to you. If that's a conversation you need to have. And I can tell you right now, it isn't even if you need to have that conversation with your kids. Julietta, sorry. I did uh, ask no, a no. question. <laughs> no, but I, I agree with what you said. Uh, definitely, there is an 800 number, but you should know that there's free online courses. So you can actually go on the website and do courses online yourself or your kids, because sometimes the kids might be like, I don't want to hear about it. But if you have also the resources for them, resources for them, they can also go to it. But there is an 800 number, if I can give you that. It's uh, 1-888-668-6378. Uh, again, it's it's actually one eight 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 no to drugs. 
So that's easy to remember. But yes, all the materials are free. You can download this booklet. You can actually download. And actually with technology, if you do want me to do a presentation, I can zoom in wherever you'd like. That's a very good point. You can get a hold of Julieta and she can just do a Zoom presentation to your family or you could get your neighborhood together. You know, so many resources. And I have to say this again. You know, we're, this episode is going to go up in September, 2020. We're still in the middle of this COVID-19 situation. And while there's all this brouhaha on the coronavirus, the addiction epidemic, pandemic, the addiction pandemic existed before the coronavirus. It is still going to be there after the coronavirus goes away, after we don't have to wear masks. We all have to do something to address the addiction pandemic. And everybody on our podcast today, Dr. Wallace, with what you do, it's vital. Fabian, all of you, Allie, all of you, you're doing something, you're doing your part to address different aspects of addiction. And it's definitely a team effort. And I I cannot thank you enough for taking the time to talk to us today. I will put up all of those 800 numbers at the end of the video, like on a like kind of a slide kind of thing. So everybody has those because I know we came out with a bunch of different um, phone numbers. Dr. Wallace, if someone had a question for a medical guy, is there a number they can reach you at, even if it's Uh, not an 800? Yep, they can reach our, our office. The number here is uh, 727-441-5044. And they can always uh, address it to me and I'll, I'll get it and I'll get back to them. Give me that one more time. It's 727-441-5044. Perfect. Because I am sure that there are people who just want to talk to a doctor and mm-hmm. you've got those credentials. And um, again, Thank you, everybody, so much for being on this podcast today. I am super excited to put this one up and publish it. And I hope you guys get phone calls, not because I want you to get business, but because I know there are people out there who need your help. And if they don't reach out, well, then they're not going to get it. And that's often the first step. So thank you, everybody. Totally awesome. I want to thank you so much for listening and watching the podcast today. Everybody that we interviewed really brings something special to this whole area of addiction and what it's going to take to end addiction in our country, hopefully in our lifetimes. Um, One of the things that Dr. Wallace wanted to make clear, um, and we didn't get to it in the interview itself, and that is the fact that the Narconon program is a completely drug-free treatment the withdrawal is completely drug-free. And I think that for people who have been through withdrawal before, it may not be completely real that you can go through drug-free withdrawal and not be super-duper sick. But every time we have interviewed a Narconon graduate, they have made it very clear that um, they don't feel sick. It is a drug-free program. Narconon is a drug-free program. They are not substituting one drug for another. And in fact, Dr. Wallace made it very clear that that's why he works with Narconon. I want to thank you again for listening and watching. Uh, We will be back again next week with an interview. There are a lot of resources in this episode. 
I will put up a slide so that you can get the phone numbers. You can do a screenshot. You can do, there are programs that will allow you to do just a single shot from a video. But these are resources for you. And, you know, pretty much they all offer something at no charge. They're not going to charge you to talk to you. They're not going to charge you to direct you. They're not going to charge you to advise you. So you can call these people and they're just really here to help. And I know that sometimes when you're addicted or when you have a loved one who's addicted, it may seem like there's nobody there to help you. And here's a group of five people who are definitely there to help you. Thanks again for being with us. Please get help if you need it. Don't wait. Do it now. And we'll talk to you again next week. You have been listening to The Addiction Podcast, Point of No Return, sponsored by Narcanon Ojai. For more information on Narcanon Ojai, call 866-231-5924 or visit www.narcanonojai.org. Narcanon is a non-12-step rehabilitation program based on the works of L. Ron Hubbard.